Today's episode of The Wretched Hive is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash hive. That's H-I-V-E in case you can't spell hive. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome to The Wretched Hive Podcast. I got a bad feeling about this. Moss Ice Cream Space Book. What are you talking about? You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. This is ridiculous. We must be cautious. Actually, we're just a bunch of guys talking about Star Wars and other stuff. I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks. That's good news. I like the sound of that. Episode 9 is filming as we speak. This is an exciting time to be a Star Wars fan, and I'm excited to be here with all of you because you have found the Wretched Hive Podcast for Friday, August 3rd, 2018, episode number 67 of the show. My name is Steve Baldwin, and four-fifths of the Hive is here along with you joining me tonight to talk a little bit about the wars. And let's start off with some introductions. As always, my Wookiee co-pilot, Greg Lent. B. Stevie, so good to be part of the action with great Star Wars talk happening in holes of ears, things <laughs> happening, going on. Wow. Now we talk now? That, yeah. That, <laughs> you, because I was listening to your intro there, and I don't know if you were reading something and trying to spit words out, but man, Steve, come on, get with the program. We got Star Wars talk happening. Get with the show, guys. W- was come it really on. choppy? That's it funny, you know, because I had a little good. gas come up in my chest. Oh, right as oh, I, what it was. Right as I okay. started talking, I had a little... I don't know if you heard it. It actually came out while I was talking. There it goes again. Yeah, wow. That's what it was. Well, before we continue on and get to the rest of the introductions, I just want to give a quick shout out to, uh, uh, it's the, it's a very special birthday today, guys. As we record August 1st, 2018, mm. I think it is something like four, 38 years old at this point. Uh, our once beloved MTV took to the airwaves August 1st in 1980, 81, something like that. I, I, I think it's 37, Greg. Kicking off with, of course, the classic, The Buggles, and Video Killed the Radio Star. Now what? A trivia question for you, Stevie Baldwin. Wow. Because I'm pretty sure that Dave knows this, and I'm pretty sure that Scott knows this. Oh, what oh, is God. the connection between The Buggles and Batman. Oh, I have no clue. The connection being, there was a keyboard player in the video for Video Killed the Radio Star, and that that keyboard player was Hans Zimmer going on to score the Batman films. The Dark wow, Knight no kidding. Good, that's uh, great yeah. trivia. A I very love early that. appearance of Hans Zimmer. Striking them keys. Wow, like wow, like a boss. Wow, that's cool. Thanks remember for the days when music, video, when music oh videos were actually played on MTV, though? When I remember those days? Yeah, when I first got MTV, I had a 10-inch black-and-white tube television at the foot of my bed. Uh, it was, <laughs> those were great, great days. Yep. They sure were. Also on the show tonight, he is a lifelong Star Wars fan! Woo! Sky! Evansky! <laughs> I can't 
can't get over that, man. Thank you, Steve. Thank you. Uh, I just want to say that I'm thankful to be here tonight. I was, I was telling my co-hosts earlier this evening, mm-hmm. I am lucky to be alive. The mm. car that I was driving nearly exploded. Is there enough drama in this? I'm trying to build up Ooh. the drama on this. Uh, no, besides Hashtag that... Christine Holka was right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for that, Dave. Drama queen. So I am re... But you know what, Scott? Yes. Mm. This is quite literally, though, not the first time this has happened to you. <laughs> no, and Greg, this is quite literally not the second time this has happened. So you know that thing that's in front of the engine? Yeah. That's a radiator. I should. You, you put should, liquid in it. I need to. I need to make sure it's working right. Climb up here and uh-huh. pee in the radiator. <laughs> uh, definitely not on the show tonight. He is the captain of the. He is a working man, working hard, making a living, earning the greenbacks, and uh, we That's miss good. him. And he will be back on the show eventually. I'm sure. Working He's, hard for his money, so hard for it, honey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Working nine to five, what a way to make a living. <laughs> that was an interesting transition to Do- Dolly Parton. Dolly right Parton is Woo. always in my world. All right. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> and finally. Uh-oh, here we go. <laughs> we have. You're not the run-of-the-mill kind of asshole, are you? <laughs> Dave! He's a special kind of asshole. Under <laughs> no circumstances an should you ever What an asshole. And I mean You're you're being an asshole. Ever He's an asshole, sir. <laughs> There's a theme to this one. I think so. Call him! Asshole. Major asshole. Harry. How many assholes we got on this ship anyhow? Potter. I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes. Oh, my God. Wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> How much time did you spend on that, Billy? <laughs> Wait. I'm going to make this even worse. Greg, you left an asshole out of there. Mm. The famous one from Back to the Future 3. What, am I an asshole or something? <laughs> <laughs> um... Uh, I, I, there's that's there's impressive. cuts that have to be made, and 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 that's one that probably yeah. should have gone in. So I apologize. No, no, you have nothing to apologize for, Greg. Someone needs to step up and make the tough decisions on how many assholes make it into my introductory soundbite. So <laughs> pretty much every show, it's four assholes. Yeah. That's that's what, that's what I'm saying. Oh, oh thank man. you. Oh, my mother is so proud right now. Good good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening to you. Hi, wherever, Mrs. Potter. Wherever. And however you are listening to us, we are 4x4 tonight. I want to thank my host, Steve Baldwin, my favorite rebel scum, for kicking us off tonight. And it is a momentous day for Star Wars fans everywhere because today, as we are recording, the sun has set on the first day of principal photography for Star Wars Episode Nine. Mm. Incredible. We're getting Hold in- your applause, everybody, please. <laughs> no one can hear me talk if you're all clapping. Ep nine is filming. You know what that we means. We got stories about it. That just means hold just, your horses. No, I know we got a lot of horses to hold, but you know what that means, right? What does it mean? That means uh, Lando's probably dead by now. Oh, stop it! <laughs> Come on. We all know Lando and Leia are going to survive Episode nine. What? Of course they are. Stop. stop so it. don't be so rude. No. 
Uh, well, if you believe that Leia and Lando are going to survive Episode Nine, call the Wretched Hive Hotline and tell us why you think that's the case. That's uh, 562-455-4483. That's 562-455-HIVE. That's H-I-B-E. In case you can't spell hive. You're goddamn right. And uh, you can also find us online at thewretchedhive.com. Net. We're on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Wretched Hive Podcast. On Twitter, at Wretched Hive Pod. Instagram. I'm liking the Instagram. The Instagram is kind of fun. Yeah. I don't think I said it right just now. The I Instagram. The IG. Kind of, some, we all understood you. Sometimes my brain works faster than my mouth. You know, as the kids say nowadays, Steve, it's the IGAF. IGAF? Yeah. Igram? No, Instagram as fuck. <laughs> well played. Also, we have an app in the Apple App Store. Search the App Store for Wretched or the Wretched App and download it today. You can stream the show, read the show notes, play clips from the show, all kinds of fun stuff. That is right sweet there, all AF. for free. Yeah, <laughs> all, all for free. Before we get started with the news, guys, just a quick, I got another birthday shout out. My mom. Oh. Her birthday Aww. is this coming week, August 8th, and she started listening to the show. She actually got a new iPhone. She was on like an iPhone 4 and it wouldn't play podcasts or something. Oh, and so thank she God. upgraded to an iPhone 8. <laughs> and yeah, iPhone 4, it's like the Samsung, the newer Samsungs. The new, oh, oh yeah. that's, thank God I don't have those anymore. <laughs> used, used to, you bastard. I know. Um, and so she's been listening to the show. And um, so, Mom, happy birthday. Hope you have a wonderful day. Oh, wait, your mom is listening to the show now? Yeah, she oh. is. I know. Damn. I know. And, She's... All, and, and all of our filthy, filthy mouths. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dave's mom listens too, apparently. Maybe they listen together. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, oh, my. All right. I know we got a ton of stuff here, but I, uh, Greg brought this up in his introduction, and I have to bring it up again because yes. we love trivia here at The Hive. Mm -hmm. Greg. Yes. Second song ever played on MTV. I'm sorry, you say the second song? The second, I'm sorry, second video slash song. Mm. Artist? Second video. Artist it, and song. It was um, Pat Benatar and it was... Uh, oh. Hit me with your best shot. Was it? Was it? I don't think it was hit me. Hit me. With, I, I think it was "You Better Run," wasn't it? Yes. Wow. Holy yeah. crap! You guys know your MTV trivia. Nice. That's impressive. Who was the first? I remember. I remember it to this day. I was there. Number hey. th number three. <laughs> I can't name the song, but was Rod Stewart. Okay. Who was the first VJ? It was five. Who was the very first one on? Yeah. Oh, I don't know who took the first shift. You had um, Martha Mar Quinn. Martha Quinn. J.J. Jackson, yeah. <laughs> uh, Nina Blackwood, mm -hmm. uh, Mark Goodman. He was the uh, long hair, wow. curly hair guy. The, the curly haired guy, yeah. and Alan something. He was a straight laced dude. Uh, he was. Damn. Yeah, it was five, right? Five original VJs. Uh, yes, the five, the five of them. Yeah. I don't know what Alan, not Alan Jack. It was JJ Jackson. Alan Jackson is a country singer. Yeah. I don't know Alan something or other. Hmm. Yeah. You know country singers? I know of them, hmm. not personally. Wow. That's impressive trivia, you guys, with MTV. Yeah. What are you guys smart or something? All oh. right. What was the I, first Alan, video? Alan Hunter. I just had to look it up. Alan, Alan Hunter. Hunter. Okay. What was the first video to be repeated on MTV? Oh, that I can't tell you. Don't know. 
The bug. Video killed the radio, radio star. Nope. Uh, did you say yes to that? No, he said no. Okay, I don't know. The who? You bet or you bet? Yeah. What? You win. <laughs> you win. Are you serious? <laughs> Woo! Come the on. Hell, Scott. Come on. There's only like a billion songs you could have picked. Seriously. I was, yeah, I'm that, serious. I'm serious. That's, oh, that's the right answer. I was guessing. That's impressive. <laughs> wow. That's impressive. I may have to stop making fun of you now. <sighs> no. That will never, never happen. happen. <laughs> oh, oh, stop on. it. All right. <laughs> I think, Let's I think not if get you crazy. go to YouTube Act, like, I think somebody has uploaded like the first 24 hours of MTV. I think they did it as a special oh. promotion or something like that. And I think you can watch the whole first 24 hours or something like that of MTV. Yeah, I would hmm. watch the first 10 years of MTV if they would just replay it. I think up until, up until the point the first real world started, and then you can pretty much just turn it off. Right, that was early 90s, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could even live through all the fucking Pointer Sisters era, you know? All you had was just, you know, it was every other fucking video was just a Pointer Sisters song. That's true. Well, that you know what? That that has to do with, I really feel that's a Beverly Hills Cop thing, because they promoted the shit out of that song from uh, yeah from the first movie. But um, yeah, still fun. I would still watch probably the first ten years if they played it day by day. <laughs> so the first artist to have two videos played on MTV was Rod Stewart. Okay. And if I'm reading this right, the second artist to have two videos played was Ario Speedwagon. Ooh. Oh. Yes, the ever controversial MTV. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Ario Speedwagon featuring Kevin Cronin and his giant white guy afro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Love... Take it on the run and then keep on loving you. <laughs> Oof. Um, love me some Mar- love me some Mario though. Yeah, there there was a there was a bunch. That high infidelity record was yeah. super popular. Time, yeah, I actually it was. have that vinyl. Roll with the changes, man. I have Roll that with vinyl. The changes. Love that song. <laughs> All right, guys, All right. Uh, are, are we talking Star Wars? I think, we are. I think we're talking we're Star Wars. All right, that's for the MTV uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. podcast. The, the wretched MTV. Welcome to the wretched MTV cast, sorry, everybody. Sorry, my- my my internet research found like an actual listing of all the videos played in order on MTV the first day, and it's just it's utterly fascinating, and I can't focus on anything else. Right now. <laughs> they, they, it is really fascinating because they were just so hard up for content, they would play anything as yeah. long as it had a video attached to it. Yep, yeah. and that that list is verifying that, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Although some of those are incredible, like great one-hit wonders. There's some. There's like a hundred, hundred and fifty videos. I think they played in the first day, right? Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. How else we, do you we think have... Godly and Cream ever had a career? Was because of MTV. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good Rock. God, good God. Just, just read the top ten. Read the top ten songs from ten to one, for God's sakes, Dave. Wait, wait, wait. It, it, well, is Rod Stewart number three? Rod Stewart had, according to this, I'm not, and there's, there's too much to just total on the fly, so I just have a couple stats here. Rod Stewart made the to- the mo- most total appearances that day with 16. Oh my god. 16 what? videos played, 11 of them were non-repeating. Wow! Okay. TV, more like it, Jesus And Christ. to the utter depression of Christine Holka, In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins was played five times. Wow! <laughs> it, it was Tied for- with Tied with Just Between You and Me by April Wine. On the first day? <laughs> On April the first day. Wine. Okay. What, what, what's she got against Phil Collins and In the Air Tonight? 
I'm gonna. Oh, s- please. Oh, for the love of God, let's not have that conversation. Oh, Jesus. Okay, we gotta go on. there because that's an awesome song. Hold on, hold on. We're in a major. Okay, let's tie this into Star Wars real quick. Uh, Empire was released in 1980, and one year later, boom, MTV was there. See what happens? God, thanks, thank Lucas. God. From ABC News World Headquarters, <laughs> this is ABC World News Tonight. <laughs> No, it's not. It's Star Wars news with the Wretched Hive. So be it. You know, sometimes you guys get going, and I'm looking from screen to Scott like, shut up, shut up, Somebody. shut up. We got we got work to do. <laughs> Talking we about... We got MTV to talk about, man. He goes, <laughs> he goes, my God, Rod Stewart was played 16 times. I'm looking, it's 16 minutes into the fucking show, and we haven't talked about Star Wars yet. <laughs> my God. Anyway, listen. Episode 9, people. Yes. 9. 9. 9. <laughs> Nine. It is. It is on. It is on. It is. Re- it is filming. I don't know where. I know by who. J.J. Abrams, the director yes. of Episode Nine, tweeted out um, two days ago as we record. Two days as we uh, launch the show on August first. J.J. on Twitter. Bittersweet starting this next chapter without Carrie, but thanks to an extraordinary cast and crew, we're ready to go. Grateful for Ryan Johnson. And special thanks to George Lucas for creating this incredible world and beginning a story in which we are lucky to be a part. Hashtag Roman numerals nine. And there's nine. a photo there. Uh, in the background of the photo, I think you've got... Uh, Finn. Uh, you've Finn? got Finn there. Yeah. And there's a close-up shot of the camera that's in focus with the inscription Roman numeral seven and nine on the side of the camera. That's pretty cool. There is a oh, yeah, you right got there. a viewfinder shot too of the scene that's being framed up there so it is on on time by the way they said a couple weeks ago star wars said uh, starwars.com reported that filming would begin august 1st and sure enough they were true to their word so we are off and running guys guys i got breaking news based off of steve's reporting right here what's that breaking news is episode nine is not i repeat not Filming at the high school next to my house. <laughs> Unlike Dolomite and AP Bio, the TV show, uh, NBC show, I believe it is. I have no idea what you're saying right now. That's all I'm saying. There yeah, are cool things that, uh, filming. Pat Oswalt is in that one. Is yes. It, is it Pat yeah. They, uh, uh, there are things filming at the high school next to my house. One of them is not episode nine. You guys are making me exercise my wrangling muscles tonight. I can see. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, a few days ago. Uh, on July 27th, Star Wars released the official cast announcement on the website StarWars.com. This is uh, Star Wars will begin filming at London's Pinewood Studios. There we know where they're filming. Of Thank course, it's God. at Pinewood. Not Millican High School. It's not a Millican. J.J. Uh, <laughs> Abrams co-wrote the screenplay with Chris Terrio. Returning. Okay, so this is official from Star Wars. There's some news here that we need to discuss here. So returning cast members include Daisy Ridley, Adam Driver, John Boyega, Oscar Isaac, Lupita Nyong'o, Domhnall Gleeson, Kelly Marie Tran, Jonas Suetomo. Uh, so that's no surprise there. Right. Billy Lord yes. is also listed here. So, of course, that's Carrie's daughter. Yes. Um, joining the cast of Episode Nine are Naomi Aki. Anyone? No. Naomi. Richard E. Grant. Now, he's done some stuff. Yes. He's been around forever. Yes. <clears throat> yep. very, very recognizable face. I think the most most recently seen in Logan is the bad doctor in Logan. Oh, so, yes. Okay. Yes. There is a rumor floating around 
that he is going to play Thrawn. Oh, I, uh, that would work, actually. Yeah, that would work. That, that's pretty much as near as I can tell. The sole reason that the rumor floats around is oh, because man. he has a resemblance to how Thrawn looks. Yeah, I see that. Mm. That That is just the idea of having Thrawn... In a live-action film. In a live-action film yeah. is giving me a semi right now. Um I'm I'm a little worried. <coughs> Get I'm, the pork. Yeah. Get the pork. Holy. Uh, God. Now also, this is no <laughs> surprise. The most disturbing <laughs> thing I think I've ever heard. <laughs> We're lo- losing listeners I, as we as the seconds tick away here. You're losing <clears> hosts <throat> as we go on with this conversation. Also announced. Also announced. Also announced. Guys, I'm right next to him. Also announced on the show on on the cast list, Carrie Russell. This is now confirmed. Carrie Russell uh, is uh, will be in episode nine, and or also is Ray's mother. Could be, could be Ray's mother. Right. Now, what were you saying? Now, here's yeah. where we get. No, here's where we get. Well, okay. Also, Anthony Daniels, Billy D. Williams, who we reported two weeks ago, will reprise his role as Lando Calrissian. Now, here are the two surprises. Mm-hmm. Somewhat surprises. One is a somewhat, one is kind of not. Can we say something about one of these surprises? <clears throat> Mark Hamill exactly. Announced as officially part of the cast for episode 9. Oh, can, I gotta say something. But the real surprise here. Yeah, I know. I know. The real surprise is reprising the role of Princess Leia Organa is Carrie Fisher. And they are using uh, previously unreleased footage shot for Star Wars Episode 7, The Force Awakens. And this is, uh, to quote J.J. again, we desperately loved Carrie Fisher, says Abrams, finding a truly satisfying conclusion to the Star Wars saga, which I want to get back to, uh, without her eluded us. We were never going to recast or use a CG character with the support and blessing from her daughter, Billy, Billy Lord. We have found a way to honor Carrie's legacy and role as Leia in episode 9. Okay, so guys, we got to break this down a little bit. First off, Mark Hamill. Mark is back in episode 9. What are you what are you doing right now? I still want to say something. But we Go. can't say something. No, we can't. We can't talk about something. That so we we okay. Can we'll you say just, it without saying it? Yeah. Uh okay, so how can you say it? We without? had some we had some contacts. Sources and we were yeah, we had sources, yeah, uh, that I don't want to divulge who it was to <laughs> protect the innocent, but we knew this was coming about a month ago. Yeah, we we Mark, the Hyvians knew here. Mark's, we couldn't say anything, but we knew. And even now, we were we were tipped off, so we, to speak. Yes, yeah, tipped off. Yeah, sources now, say so. So so that's exciting and fun and and what do we think what I want I'd like to hear what you guys think about this is it good that Mark Hamill is back do we want to see him as a I don't know a forest ghost will he have transported somewhere we're we going to see him in the flesh what are we going to see Scotty Vansky are we going to see Luke Skywalker in the flesh in episode 9 god you know what this, okay, all the negativity, all the back and forth, all the arguing that we've been doing over the last seven, eight months yeah. with Last Jedi, good or bad, mm-hmm. the speculation part is damn fun. And I got to tell you, 
whatever has occurred in Last Jedi, my hopes are that they explain, fix, work something into this episode, something that's going to like bring us back around. And I'm hoping JJ does this. And I'm hoping one of those things is the mystery of what happened to Luke. Now, we know what we saw on screen, but that doesn't really tell us anything until we see the results from this movie, from Last Jedi, on Episode 9, in Episode 9. So, my, my thing is, my theory is, yes, he's going to be a Force ghost. Okay. But, he kind of went out like nothing we've seen before. And did he really go out? If he could transport himself mind, body, vision all the way across the galaxy maybe there's something bigger we haven't seen a Jedi do you know, we we were. I was in the garage the other night working on a bicycle and Sam came out and asked to watch Return of the Jedi with me Oh, nice! he brought the disc out and we put it in the DVD player and watched it together and when Yoda dies yeah. he went, Dad his robe disappeared with him the blanket stays put, mm-hmm. but his clothing went with him. Yeah. Why didn't Luke's robe go with him? I All think right. we've talked about this on the show now. I don't have the answer to that. I don't know. My my honest guess is the same reason Obi-Wan's robe didn't go with him. Which which is? I, I don't know, but I'm just saying <laughs> okay. we've seen it before. Yeah. Okay. That's a good point. That's yeah. actually a good point. Yeah. So, yeah, it's... We're assuming that we're going to see a Force ghost. I mean, we're all on board with that. Well, Dave, I don't know. Dave, what do you think? Are we going to see a Force ghost? Are we going to see Luke coming back to advise from from, uh, the other side of the veil or something different? I think we're going to see a Force ghost because both Rey and Leia, Rey's super strong Jedi Force-sensitive person and Leia, his twin sister, sensed that he was gone. We say that at the end of episode 8, so I will take their force authority that mm. he's dead. He stepped into it. But anybody that thought that Mark Hamill was just going to have this like glowering 30-second appearance at the end of episode 7 and get killed off at the end of episode 8 and that was it, I, you don't, I don't think you're thinking through how this is going to work. He's going to be the force ghost. He's going to be advising Ray or somebody about it, and that's where... We, we're going to see it and I swear to God at the end we are I bet you we are going to get the Skywalker ghost family shot because this is the end Mm. of the Skywalker saga and we are going to see them all in their little pixelated glory before they ride off into the glorious sunset of cinema Hmm. Mm. and here's a theory for you that I'm sure I'm not the first person to think of but they said they're going back to Yavin 4 as as a location or at least that's what a lot of the buzz is Am I the only person that felt in Episode 7 their base looked a lot like the Yavin base from the original Star Wars movie? Yeah. That's my, that's my guess on how they're going to use this discovered, unused footage of Carrie Fisher. My bet is it's mm. from the Resistance headquarters that got obliterated at the beginning of Episode 8, but they're going to go back to uh, the Yavin 4 base to, uh, to be able to use it. Now, what I've been thinking about, I I like that theory a lot, Dave, and what I've been thinking about, Greg, is that a lot was made of Yoda's ability to whack Luke with his cane 
mm-hmm. in episode eight and actually interact with the physical universe. Do you anticipate, well, first of all, do you agree that we're going to see him as a force ghost? And if so, are we going to see more of the force ghost Jedi interacting with the physical universe? And if that's the case, why not insert him into some sort of battle or military operation as a force ghost? You think we'll ever see that? Uh, you know, I, I think that we've got the precedent from, uh, from, uh, Obi-Wan's interaction and everything like that. But he's, you know, he's not going to have a, a, a sweeping, we're going to see the, the massive Jedi battle that everybody wanted out of Luke Skywalker. Mm. But, you know, he'll, he'll make his presence felt for sure. I mean, he'll, he'll be, he'll be a factor, uh, just like Obi-Wan was in the Death for, in the first Death Star. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That, that makes a lot of sense. I, I can't. I think it would be so cool though to do like a Lord of the Rings esque, you know, the ghosts are on your side all of a sudden and you just <laughs> kick everybody. All of them ass. come back all at once. So this is where they bring Hayden Christensen back. This is, this is yes. what you're saying. So, yes. <laughs> Wait. Speaking of the Lord of the Rings, though, can we pause for just a minute? Because I saw a news report today that Toffer Grace created a two-hour supercut of the Hobbit trilogy because he wanted something that was watchable. <laughs> also, also, also made one of the prequel trilogy as well. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. He, he's, he is Fun. like a, a a hobbyist movie editor, and so yeah. So the the one hit that he did most recently was The Hobbit, but he also previously made one of the prequel trilogy. Oh. And for people who have seen it, they say it's fantastic. But you know, and this there's is... lots of anybody who cuts things differently than the way George did all of a sudden took that piece of shit and made it something watchable right and this is available on YouTube Dave not, a, not at all oh no I, I think it's just available at Toffer's house so oh I see yeah. okay got it got it all right the, the one before we move on I, I want to focus in on one quote here one part of this announcement and I'm reading from the official StarWars.com official Star Wars website so first of all, in the title of the article, it says Star Wars Episode Nine cast announced, and the subtitle is Returning and New Cast Members Will Join Together for the Final Installment of the Skywalker Saga. Okay. Then, in the body of the article, it also, again, JJ, refers to, uh, let's see, to, 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 um find a truly satisfying conclusion to the Skywalker saga. So JJ reflected the same language in his quote. Now, if Ray survives episode 9 and she is a Skywalker, then they're lying. How can this be the end they're, of the Skywalker saga? Then they're lying. They're they're BSing us. Or is the answer Ray is not a Skywalker. Ray is a Kenobi. Oh, you're still on the Kenobi thing. <laughs> so, the first part, the first part of that, I think, is a lot more probable than the second part of that. Okay, that they're lying. You think they're lying, Dave Potter? No, I think it's very possible that she's not a Skywalker, but there's no way in hell she's a Kenobi. Okay. Although you've been screaming from the rooftops for a year now that she's a Skywalker, are you backpedaling on this? I'm just saying it's possible. Okay. Wow. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna to have to rewind the tape on that. I'm going to have to go back and look because <laughs> this is a this is a change look, in, t- in tone. This is this is like being an intelligence operative. Okay. Okay. You can only deal with the information that you have in front of you at the time. True. Okay. Right. That's, that's all. That's all you can do. And as you get new information, it can prove that the thing that you were dead certain of the fir- the previous day was absolutely completely wrong. Okay. And all I'm saying is if you take them at face value that it's the end of the Skywalker family saga, then it has to be that Rey is not a Skywalker. Then who is she? Right. Maybe she's Dameron. M- maybe. Or maybe she's nobody, just like uh, Kylo Ren told her in the first place. Now, hold on. Fake hold news. on. Hold on. Back up a second. We speculate on this show. We talk about theories. Never. We talk about fan Ideas. Mm-hmm. We even said tonight, I don't remember exactly who said this, when we were reading the cast list, mm-hmm. Carrie Russell, mm-hmm. possibly Ray's mother. If Ray is a nobody and her parents were a bunch of drunks, why would they hire Carrie Russell to play a nobody? That really Have you has ever seen me- her take a shot? Woo! <laughs> no, I've never seen her take a shot. I have, I, I have watched Carrie Russell on The Americans, and that woman can drink. Oh. Exactly. Yeah. I've not watched that show. By the way, I'm current on the Americans now, so we can talk about it, Steve. Oh, excellent! Oh, good. I was gonna say, I think you're the only one who's current on the Americans. I oh. haven't even—I've only watched like two episodes. Listen. Oh, you're miss—you're missing out, <laughs> sir. You are. That's what out. I understand. That's what I—that's what I've been told. Go back and and it's what four or five seasons, I think. It's not six. Oh, it's six. Wow. wow. Okay. Well, the thing from beginning to end is rock solid. Okay. Rock solid. So much character development. You're gonna—you character. Guys are gonna love it. Okay, it's really Be- fun. and it's, it's really a good. beautiful ending. I am, it really is. I gotta tell you, I'm all in on it. And maybe Carrie Russell can hold her liquor, and maybe she is Ray's mom. But if she is, then uh, maybe maybe she's a secret Skywalker we didn't know about. Mm-hmm. And second of all, mm-hmm. another good television show you need to see is Ozark. Ozark. Holy crap! That's what, insane. What network is that on? Uh, it was Netflix. God, there's so much good content now. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. It's if you like Breaking Bad, Ooh. it's insane. Okay. It's just it's getting that good. Like, and it's only one season into. I think the second season's about to start. All right. Don't know how that ties in with Ozark. Star Wars, but let's just go with it. Okay. Well, I I have I have to confess I have started watching the Clone Wars. Oh. Oh. Okay. From the I've beginning. I've never watched that before. Oh. The beginning, Dave, wow. Or, uh, yep, from the beginning. Cool. I, I sent Greg a picture of his two favorite characters the other night. We had I had Jar <laughs> I had Jar Jar Binks and three PO on the screen together. <laughs> Good God, it's my hell. Uh, now you, being a rookie to the Clone Wars, you should know that I don't think I'm spoiling anything by telling you this, but Whoop. but well, really quick, it's not. Uh, uh, the episodes are not sequential, right? So there, there are published uh, lists out there that you can find if you want to watch them in timeline order. You can, yeah. but the way they were published in in release order is yeah. not in sequence. Right. With the timeline. Oh my god! It's it's the Clone Wars, not Lost. I'm not going to get too deep into this. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that though. But I no. I just I can't. Right. I'm sorry. D- Dave, I I don't want to I don't want to spoil things for you. But the Star Wars saga was not released sequentially. <laughs> oh, so, my God. Are you kidding me right now? Wait a minute. Are you serious? What? What? That explains a lot. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, also, news with Carrie Fisher. Um, her brother, C- 
credits J.J. J.J. Abrams, director, for Leia remaining in the Star Wars saga. Uh, he says originally that Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy said the late actress's brother was confused when he said the character would return once more. Uh, and it turns out that, well, her brother Todd, Carrie's brother Todd, was correct after all. And he... Um, he thanks JJ for making it happen. So pretty cool. JJ's the man. So, so two things here. One, yeah. I'm really tired, but I thought you were talking about Carrie Russell for the first five seconds of that story. Oh. So that was really <laughs> uh, that too, was that was rough. For, that was on me. Two carries. But I don't know that it's a case of like, oh, the brother was right all along, or they changed their mind. Yeah. I think that story is actually evidence that Lucasfilm will lie. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I respect that they will lie, and I. Urge them to lie, so I'm not. So I, I am surprised mm. to you know keep the the mystery out there. They wanted to keep it open for hey, maybe we'll use Carrie, maybe we won't, but we're just gonna say we're not gonna do it. We're not gonna do it until we say that we do. I respect it. I get it. I encourage you to do more of this. I want to be surprised when I see this movie. Lie to us. Yeah, lie. That's what you're saying. Yeah, bald faced lie. I'm I don't. Fine with I it. don't agree with you. I agreed with you up to a point. I don't agree with that. They could have said we might or we might not, but Kathleen Kennedy specifically said no, she is not in it. And you know what? I don't appreciate that. Well, just to clarify, what she Todd when, when, did, Todd, when, did, when did she say that? I yeah. So let so let's that. clarify the quote, Scott. Okay. Todd, her brother Todd, yeah, Todd Fisher said, apparently, I guess Carrie's going to be in episode nine, and Kathleen Kennedy said no, he's confused. We're not confirming that she's in nine. I want to see that exact quote because I don't think she said it that way. Okay. I think there was something a little bit more. No, she is not going to be in. Well, they said nine. that she was not going to be a CG character. They confirmed that from the beginning. We're not going to use CG for Carrie. Then I'm confused. I, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. My, my thing is, though, I don't like, I, I still disagree with Dave. I do not want to be lied to about this stuff you can word it or spin it in a way that you're not lying. If you say we haven't decided, we're not, we're not. It's up in the air. Fine. I get that you don't want to be spoiled, Dave, but you don't have to lie to people. And that's one of the problems I've been having with Kathleen Kennedy. Whether or not this is true, exactly what you're saying, I still feel that she has a manipulative way with the fans. Hmm. I think she has said stuff in the past, and she has actually said stuff that has caused conflict and problems among the studio and the fans so I'm like sorry what? she had the, the, the quote that I sent to you guys that we've discussed before she specifically said to George Lucas in a public interview when she was being announced that she would respect the characters mm. and, and continue on with them and then totally just went after each one of them and started killing them off I'm sorry I, I think she has a different outlook and that's fine she wants to take it somewhere else but don't tell us and don't tell the public and don't tell the press and don't tell everybody else including George Lucas the creator one thing and then do something completely like 360 like I, I, I'm sorry so, so I hate to pull the certain point of view thing on you no nope. but that's that's kind of how she rolls I think she never said she wasn't gonna kill him off yeah, well, I fucking hate that type of thing, how you roll, don't you? <laughs> no. Yeah. She, she, but, but a lot of fans have a problem. And if you just go on the Reddit 
boards and you can read about all, all you want about this, that she said, we're, we're going to treat these characters with the respect they've earned and deserved. And many fans don't think she has, but it's so subjective, right? It's like, you know, is she, is she carrying out the legacy of the star Wars universe that I, I say, yes, I say, I'm, I, I'm... I don't have any problem with any of the decisions on any of the characters. I think they all got, I think they all went out in ways that were, that were heroic. I don't think anybody went out in a way that was like, Oh, that was, that was stupid. That was dumb. They all went out for, for reasons important to the story. Well, let's just see how Lando goes out. That's all I'm saying. I, I, I doubt Lando will go out. I think nah. Lando will be just fine. Maybe they'll all go out like in a really heroic way like Boba Fett. <laughs> all right. That pussy bounty hunter. <laughs> so again, Sam, when we watched it the other night, Boba Fett goes down into the Starlight Pat and he just looks over at me and he just he's just like, I can't believe that. Yeah. I can't believe he died so easily. Yeah. And he screams like a little girl. Yeah, oh yeah. Ah! Oh yeah. It's horrible. It's horrible. Uh, all right, yeah. enough of that. Damn, damn you, Kathleen Kennedy, for making that happen. <laughs> yep, yeah. I agree. I agree. All right, so who is who is a tougher character? Impromptu Star Wars choice. Boba Fett or Jar Jar Binks? Ooh. Well, Jar Jar did get his hand stuck in a uh, jet engine and was able to retrieve it with uh, very <laughs> minimal damage. Oh, hold on one second. It's a little game we like to call Star Wars Choices. Think of a hard choice you'll face in the near future. Let's choose. Okay, would you rather be intimate with a Wookiee? Choose wisely. Or be intimate with Ula, but Jabba gets to watch? I just assumed he's a Wookiee. I love this part of the song. Star Wars Choices. We haven't done this in a while. We got an interesting one. Yes. So throw that out there again, Dave. What was your right. What was your choices? So so based on their cinematic body of work. Oh, I like this. Who specifying. is a tougher character? Boba Fett. Okay. Or Jar Jar Binks. All right. So let's just look at the facts. Oh. Facts, right? Cinematic facts. Correct. Cinematic facts. Okay, so uh, Boba Fett captures Han Solo. Okay. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, did, Bo- did Boba did, Fett do that? Did, did he? Did he? Did he? Did he though? Mm, well, he worked it. He worked his way into catching. He made a deal. He may not have physically done it, but Jar Jar didn't do a lot of physical things either. He didn't man- he? <laughs> he, got he got his, he got his tongue Jar-Jar? stuck in a... <laughs> yeah, yeah, wait wait a minute, wait a minute. Jar, Jar Jar did a standing, like, three and a half gainer flip into the water. That's, oh. that's true. <laughs> yeah, but that's just... that He's half frog or whatever. Physical he, aspects of Jar Jar, let's see. He trips... And nearly gets Qui Gon Jinn oh, killed. God, he's mm. much more graceful in the water. Whatever. It's <laughs> yes, uh. true. Uh, all right, what else did Boba Fett do? Boba Fett um, lost a fight to a blind man. Yep, that happened. That's true. Yes, he he did was power... eaten by was eaten by a non moving animal. 
we're, we're, going, we're going with Dave's. He he picked up his father's head and was upset about it. That's a that's a plus. Was he upset about it? I, I'm just, I, I, no, I'm not giving plus. I'm just giving facts. Unlike okay. someone on the other side of this phone line here. I, I, th- I think he was just putting the helmet up to his head to see if it would fit him or not. Just, I, I'm just saying, we saw him pick up the helmet. I am with you on that. That is 100% factual. Okay. The head was but, not in the helmet. Oh, yes, it was. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. There is Damn. no way the head was not in the helmet. The head's not in the Where'd helmet. Where did the head go? window, not Harry Potter that killed him. The head was still in the helmet. No. Oh, my God. The bets are going to be flying right now. I got 50 bucks that says the head was not in the helmet right now. 50 bucks. 50 bucks. Ooh. I went for the I, five. I, I'm, oh, I'm on. I'm on Team Scott on this one, actually. Yeah. I think I'm I've heard this. Here. I think don't we see it fly out? We do see yeah, the nice. shadow of the head fly out of the shadow. helmet. Yeah. yeah, you see a shadow. Oh, you see yeah. the shadow, but you don't see the head. Oh, it's a oh. PG movie, Dave. What do you want him to do? Just like blah. blah just heads Is the head out. in the helmet or not? Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. I'm just saying. I think Jar Jar Binks is a tougher character than Boba Fett. Okay, so Jar Jar okay. served as uh, Chancellor. Briefly. Did, wait, wait, was he Chancellor? He was, he was... No, uh, he served as Senator. Sorry, uh, senator. senator. No, but didn't yeah. he... No, oh, yeah, he was only a Senator. Yeah. You're he right. Was, he was a deciding oh. factor. He was the... Deci- he made the decision because he was the... Right. He st- stood in for a moment. But he What was would a... this show be if we didn't correct each other all the time? <laughs> no, wait a minute, wait a minute. He God. Was a... No, 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 let's go there. Because I, I, I'm actually kind of siding with Dave on this, but let's go through Jar Jar's aspects of who he was as a character. He okay. trips and almost gets Qui-Gon killed, run over by a, a, a ATT or whatever those right, things right. are. Yeah. Okay, he, uh, he gets his tongue stuck in the electric beam and it goes numb he gets his hand stuck in a freaking engine right. uh, and gets it out he sits behind a, a damn animal and lets it fart on him mm-hmm. come on let's keep going let's keep going who has it, who has it though, he Scott? steps in it, a though? pile of shit <laughs> seriously he let's was talk- made a general <laughs> and he, he did lead the he gungan was. army in an attack against the battle droids he's got way more screen oh, time he didn't lead the gungan ar- army he was no, 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 no. That was Captain Tarples. He led the Gungan army. Jar Jar was a complete klutz idiot who got strung <laughs> up did, on a fucking... But he did use the boom he, And he got strung up on a kadu and got dragged all over the battlefield... Don't and even still and he, still managed to and still wow. managed to uh, take out a bunch of the he, uh, battle droids, whereas Boba Fett couldn't take out a blind guy and a non-moving monster. I think we <laughs> have our answer. Yes. This is a twofer for me because it's illustrating how many times Scott has seen the Phantom So uh, the answer clearly: Jar Jar Binks tougher than Boba Fett. Okay, Factual. Really. Yeah, we didn't didn't even get into the bad, the really bad (laughs) stuff about Boba Fett. He can't shoot Luke or shit when they're on Cloud City. He hits a door or a wall. Yeah. Hey, you can't even hit a wall. Seriously. All right. That's a problem. Greg, is your wife ever going to speak to me again after listening to this segment? (laughs) (laughs) What's going on with that? Oh, my gosh. Well, listen. uh, No, we don't want to go there. Is she a Boba Fett fan? Is that why? Yes, she is. Yeah, she's big time. Big time. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, she's got the dress and the purse and everything. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, talk, talking about Clone Wars, actually. Moving on. Moving on to the next story. 
Clone Wars you know, is... It's, uh, it's funny if I can interrupt real quick is because sure. it was two weeks ago we all convened on this little dog and pony show and talked about how there was nothing going to be going on with Star Wars at Comic-Con. Boy, right. are we just on the pulse of yeah. information, aren't we? <laughs> Boy, aren't we? Our sources yes. are great. <laughs> wow. Yeah, there was a lot of Star Wars news uh, that came out of Comic-Con, actually. And uh, top, as we predicted on this show, and uh, the top of the list, arguably, Dave Filoni announcing that the Clone Wars is back. They are completing, I believe, it's season six. And uh, they timed that with the release of uh, Rebels on DVD has been released this week. But uh, having the Clone Wars get a chance to finish out properly is big. Yeah. That's a big one. And I love the show and, and uh, highly recommend it for those of you that haven't checked it out yet. Yeah, and the teaser and, and, trailer is amazing. It really is. It, it, it is, and it's, it's really kind of cool because this is a, 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 was a genuine surprise in the Star Wars universe. You know, the Lando yeah. thing has been yeah. rumored for ages. You know, that people kind of, like, I, I, know, I know you guys have talked about what a surprise of both Mark Hamill and, and Carrie Fisher at least having a presence in Episode Nine. I mean, to me, it really wasn't. It seemed like a, a, no. a, forge- a foregone conclusion it was going to happen. Right. But yeah. this Clone Clone Wars thing legitimately was like a surprise. Everybody was like blown away by it. Just, you know, couldn't believe it and, and really excited about the whole project. So good on them. Yeah, it really is, Greg. I mean, seriously, they took – you can't do this nowadays. Not just Star Wars, but any movie, any property like this have a complete and utter surprise yeah and it really was i had no idea they were doing this any con you go to that filoni is speaking on a panel you want to go to that one for sure he's always got he's like the steve jobs oh one more thing guy for star wars he rolls he's always really really high when he's up there too he's (laughs) baked out of his gourd Uh, (laughs) sorry dave Uh, no sorry Sorry to Dave Filoni. There's there's only one Dave of consequence on this podcast, Steve. (laughs) Uh, Well, there were some other news of consequence that came out of Comic-Con, and that was quite a bit on the publishing side. So my favorite author, I'll just go out on a limb there, my favorite Star Wars author anyway, Claudia Gray. I love... (laughs) <laughs> apparently teenage novels because that's what she writes but it's just for my speed you know what I'm saying um, IT Star Wars novels yeah. Steve's jam damn man. Saturday Night Jam right there she, I, I, she wrote Lost Stars man it was like Twilight for Star Wars oh damn and I just I, I couldn't put it down it was so good Bloodline uh, the Leia novel really strong and she is going to write a Qui-Gon Jinn Obi-Wan novel apparently called Master and Apprentice. Is it going to be like one of those uh, those Harper romance novels and just Qui-Gon and, <laughs> and Obi-Wan just flowing hair? Just like just a total a ripped, fa- Fabio shirt. cover. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's got the, it's, it's got the real-life buff Han from <laughs> from the Hasbro line uh, back in the, in the 80s. Brokeback Feed, is that yeah, what we're yeah. doing? <laughs> oh, my God. I just don't know how to quit you. Oh, that's strong. That's when you hear the Scott uh, Ivansky, that is strong. (laughs) Broke back feed. Sure I know not. (laughs) 
That would be great. Oh, I can't quit man. you. That line would be there, and then you just hear the uh, the lightsaber hilt. <laughs> but Lucasfilm <laughs> publishing out in force at San Diego Comic Con. This article from uh, BleedingCool.com. Uh, they rolled out quite a bit here, and I'm going to run down the list quickly. So Timothy Zahn uh, with with uh, Star Wars Thrawn Alliances. Now that's already out. I I'm actually listening to that on um, Audible. No, oh. right now it's very. I am reading. It. Wait, is it time for a plug? Oh, you know what? It's funny that you mentioned that. Uh, <laughs> wow, Greg, <laughs> it is time for a plug, and uh, I am using audible.com yeah. to read my Star Wars content and you can too in fact right now for our listeners Scotty Vansky yes. we are offering a free book a free downloadable book it doesn't have to be Star Wars but of course if you're a listener to the show you're going to pick a Star Wars sure novel you, you could start listening to Thrawn Alliance's Right friggin' now. You could. You could be listening to Thrawn Alliances along with the Wretched well, Hive podcast. Actually, maybe in like a half an hour when our show's over. Maybe. Yeah, or yes. maybe the way this is going, maybe two hours when the show is over. <laughs> uh, but you can pull down your copy. And a ha- get this, guys. We're offering for our listeners a free 30-day trial so you can check out the service. All you have to do is go to audibletrial.com forward slash hive. That's audibletrial.com forward slash hive to get your free audiobook. And it just so happens that I have queued up a sample of a little book called Star Wars Thrawn Alliances by, by, <laughs> by Timothy Zahn. And narrated by Mark Thompson. You guys are going to like this. Check this out. Eyes briefly toward the high window in his throne room. The star destroyer Chimera was visible in the distance. A barely discernible arrowhead shape floating high above Coruscant's buildings and sky lanes. Normally, military craft that large weren't permitted closer than low orbit. But Palpatine had wished the ship to be present during this meeting. Now, if that's not enough, you can download it right now. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash hive. That's audibletrial.com forward slash H-I-V-E for your free audio book. Do it now. Don't make me come down there and beat your dumb millennial ass because I will. I've had a long week and I'm looking for the Wretched Hive Podcast. Well, well done there, Greg. Thanks for leading me into that right there. So let's get back really quick. Bleedingcool.com. So we've got the Thrawn book. That's out now. Uh, We've got a bunch of kids books. So uh, one is called Search Your Feelings. All about feelings here. Okay. Uh, Let's see. We've got Lando's Luck. That's a uh, Flight of the Falcon series. Let's see, we've got Women of the Galaxy from isn't, Chronicle Books. Isn't that weird? Yep. Lando's Luck. Wasn't that the name or very similar to a name of a book in a Thrawn book 
of Lando's other oh. ship. It was, it's called Lady Luck, right? It was the Lady Luck. Oh. Yeah. Several books on uh, the women of the galaxy. We've got uh, Ray Sloan, who looks like who looks to be uh, an Imperial officer. Yeah, that's a new character. Never it, seen. She's her in before. the in the white uh, white attire, the white yeah. uh, Grand Admiral. Yeah, the Grand Admiral attire. I like that. Got one on for Ahso- uh, Ahsoka, Ahsoka Tano. Got one for Ray, one for Padme. Uh, and then this one, Dave, you said that you were excited about this one. Star Wars Queen's Shadow uh, yes. by E.K. Johnson. What uh, what has you riled up about this one? It's about uh, Amidala and her, and her handmaidens who serve as her doubles. I like that. That's... So far, and I got to be honest, the women of Star Wars, they have great stories. Yeah. They just have always had great stories. So yeah, well, I'm I'm excited to see what this is about. And the cover is freaking killer. The cover is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. It's a good, uh, good mashup of the two two eras mm-hmm. of Padme. So you've era. got uh, basically like yeah. episode one, Padme, uh the queen in the makeup, and then you've got episode two, Padme in the uh more of a sort of the tunic style outfit. Yeah, the there. senatorial garb. Yeah. Yeah, go. and the author of this is the woman who did the Ahsoka novel, which is one of the better Star Wars uh, novels since the Disney acquisition. You know, I didn't, I didn't get to that one. I need to read that one. I really enjoyed the Leia novels. Leia's, um, Leia's really good, but that that Ahsoka one, right. I would also say is a standout. Now, there's also some announcements from the uh, on the comic side. Um, Tales from Vader's Castle, and Greg. Many times you have. Uh, touted the Darth Vader series from was it uh, Dark Horse or was that Marvel? It's Marvel. It's yeah. it's when it's it's from when Marvel is taken back over and yeah, it's the the Vader comics have all been excellent. They introduced Dr. Afra and the crazy evil uh doppelgangers basically of C3PO and R2D2 that are just hilarious. Super fun. The, the entire read is great. I highly recommend going out and picking those up. You can get them in trade paperback now, so they're really they're real super accessible and just very easy to just dive into all of them. You'll read them yeah. so quick. Now they've got covers of uh, many of the books here coming out, and the first one for Vader's Castle looks like it has is that Tag and Bink are dead? Is it? No, wait, that's not that's not Bink. Okay, it just looked like two characters mm-hmm. trying to get through a doorway of some sort. Yeah. It just kind of looked like it. Maybe the, the art was throwing me off. The art looks great. Isn't that, isn't that what it was? Tag and... Tag and... Ta- tad and Bink? Or Tag and Bink? Tag and Bink. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you've also got Star Wars Darth Vader, number 23. Very uh, nice. And this is... Um, <laughs> let's see. What else do we have here? We've got... Uh, oh, Star Wars Age of Republic, hmm. written by Jody Hauser. Uh, that's an that's an eight issue arc. A lot of publishing here. Yeah, lots of announcements here. We've got Solo, a Star Wars story. Wasn't there a movie? I think so. Oh, something, some some little movie. Is it coming out or maybe it, it... Uh, it was out already? Oh, it, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. They straight to DVD. Uh, it's a great movie. I Shut up. No, man, I know. Uh, and there's a couple of uh, kids books also with the Solo, a Star Wars story being the focus. There's a, a book about Beckett, character in Solo. Star Wars Beckett from Jerry Beckett, Dugan. Yeah, Be- Beckett was the one that was mentioned uh, in about halfway through that uh, 
that uh, Woody Harrelson's character had killed, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Or was that actually Woody, or, Woody no, Harrelson's No, I think character? that was Woody Harrelson's character. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he, yeah. Was, he was Beckett. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that looks like all I have. Oh, I'm experiencing a browser issue. So that's all I can get to. But anyway, lots of announcements out of Comic-Con for uh, Star Wars on the publishing front. So a very, very uneventful Comic-Con, as we all predicted. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, Steve, on Thrawn Alliances, how deep in are you? Oh, just barely first chapter. I just pulled it down yesterday. Okay. Yeah. There's there's one bit. I don't think this is a horrible spoiler because I'm, I'm maybe 50 pages in. Tops. Okay. okay. But there's a, there's a bit where Thrawn and Vader are, are potentially about to be ambushed on something. And I just love the bit because... Thrawn suddenly turns to Vader just out of nowhere. It's like, well, aren't we going to want to question the survivors of the assault? And I just loved that he's just blipped right over a fight that hasn't even happened yet, and he's talking about <laughs> what happens after the eventual victory. That's awesome. That's and I was cool. like, that is so in character for both of those guys in that scenario. From the very first scene in the book, it's the Emperor giving instructions to Vader and Thrawn together and comparing and contrasting and the emperor can sense the strength of both and it's it's really cool well thrawn and yeah the story is the structure so far as i've seen it is it's a a parallel story track there's a Hmm. story told of thrawn and anakin on an adventure together and the story of thrawn and vader on an adventure together on the same planet just obviously in different eras and it alternates every chapter. One chapter is Thrawn Vader. The next chapter is Thrawn Anakin. Wow. That's wow, interesting. interesting. Yeah. Huh, okay. Now, Thrawn was always one of my favorite non-movie characters. Oh. And, I mean, just a brilliant villain. But you could read, you could feel and sense the strength of that character. Yeah. The power that he had in those books, those first initial books. But yeah, I'm, well, and and the the recent Timothy Zahn book, the Thrawn book that he just wrote two years ago, is yeah. really good too. Excellent. You need to read that. Excellent. Yeah, one thing we missed from uh, the Comic Con announcements is uh, the Hasbro lineups. There's oh. some amazing oh. stuff that's coming to the uh, Vintage Collection. If you're still out there collecting, um, I, I like what they're doing. They're uh, they're mixing up all the different. Um, I don't know. I don't know if that actually was announced. Um, yeah, yeah. There was a, a bunch of stuff, but I'm I, what I'm I'm kind of touching on right now is just the fact that the line is using all the movies, all the properties, and they're giving it a vintage collection look still, but giving them the logos of each one of the properties. So like Solo is going to have some really cool characters added into the vintage collection, uh, and a few others surprises out there. So so I want to say that they did announce the the Jabba's barge the skiff barge the the huge one yeah yeah that they were that they put out there for fans to see if there was interest i, I think they're producing that yeah i i saw a bunch of the coverage i didn't see all of it so it could okay. have been okay. in there and i just didn't see the skiff or not skiff but the uh sail barge the sail barge yeah, yeah. sorry i wrote skiff yeah but there's some great stuff some wonderful like really bringing the action back into action figure which i was really impressed with yeah um we, we lose a little bit of that when uh, we get collectors, the kind of fanatics out there. I wouldn't know anything about those people. but uh, <laughs> Your garage my makes garage. to differ. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <clears throat> Your garage just said, hold my beer. 
<laughs> take a look inside here. Uh, anyway, all right. Well, yeah, guys, that was fun. Um, so moving on now, guys, we've we've got to cover this topic. That's it's a little bit out of bounds for Star Wars, but I mean, frankly, we talk a lot about the Marvel universe, and I want to address this issue with James Gunn being fired. Is he here tonight? He's 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 a guest on the show in a few minutes. <laughs> Don't I wish? Um, and um, so, if you hadn't heard, uh, on on July nineteenth or twentieth, so it's been a couple of weeks now. James Gunn, who was the director of Guardians of the Galaxy one and two, uh, very successful movies, and a very successful director, was fired. By Disney, after some controversial tweets surfaced that he made uh, eight or ten years ago, and guys, feel free to jump in. I'm kind of doing this half from memory, half from reading here. So if I screw anything up, please fill in the gaps for me. Um, some conservative, sort of like right wing, alt right wing folks. Uh, didn't appreciate that Mr. Gunn was being critical of the current administration and took it upon themselves to essentially what it seems like dig up dirt on him to get him fired. And they successfully did that. They found tweets that were misogynistic and by anyone's standards um, inappropriate. I mean, I think that's probably selling it a little bit short. Um, he made some statements on Twitter um, that were offensive and they were 10 years ago. Um, Mr. Gunn indicated that these tweets, that he was sorry for them a few years ago, apologized for them and, and said that he had you know, become a better man and that he was wrong for tweeting those. And even, the, even though he was being funny and sort of promoting whatever he was working on at the time and taking on that persona, it was wrong to tweet those things and he was sorry. Nevertheless, this, these uh, conservative personalities took advantage of those tweets and brought them to light and Disney fired him. Uh, this led to what really sort of like a, uh, a river flow of response from, from his fans, from fellow filmmakers, from Hollywood types. Ryan Johnson, for instance, went back and deleted all of his tweets before January of this year. Just deleted his entire tweet, uh, Twitter thread. Uh, actress Selma Blair just completely up and quit Twitter after defending James Gunn and talking about what a great guy he is and and uh, that he had been reformed and that she totally was on his side and couldn't believe he got fired and she quit Twitter. Um, one of the best responses I thought from a, a personality in Hollywood was Bobcat Goldthwait who reached out to Disney and said, look, you might as well take my voice out of your products because I've, I've tweeted some things that are borderline inappropriate and so I, I, you might as well remove me as well. I think. This, I mean, Jesus, if you've never seen Shakes the Clown, one of the first movies that he was responsible for, yes. you know, <laughs> as far from a creative standpoint, that is a disturbed fucking movie. So. Well, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> yes, I agree with what you're saying, Greg. And uh, But the thing is, is it's a genius film if you haven't Absolutely. seen that movie. I, I, yeah, I, I don't say that disparaging the film. It is, it is, it is a dark film. 
dark comedy, and right. I like dark comedies. So. But see, that's where the fine line is with this story, and that's what I think is what's wrong with a, a lot of the things that are happening today. Unfortunately, we're going to be hitting on the this conservative host, and I don't mind calling this guy out. I, I believe his name was Mike Servovich. Um, went, I think, above and beyond what he should have done and not realize the context of what he was doing. I, I, no, I know he was. He knows what he was doing. Well, let me, fin- well, yeah, let me that, finish that's the story. Thing, is, he, is, is he entirely knew what he was doing yes. and did it specifically for this reason? The guy is is the epitome of a troll. He's one of the guys who's behind the whole Pizzagate thing and that yeah. disgusting bullshit that happened you know, back in 2016. So. Yes. Well, since then, just to wrap this up in terms of Hollywood's uh, response to this, Lots of support for James Gunn. A lot of people tweeting about what a wonderful man he is and how much he helped them and uh, what a good guy he is. The entire Guardians of the Galaxy cast wrote a letter that they all signed in support of James Gunn. All of the cast members tweeted it out onto their feeds. It starts out with saying, To our fans and friends, we fully support James Gunn. We were all shocked about his abrupt firing last week and goes on. I'm not going to read much of it, but... It is it's it's out there. You can read it. Yeah. Um, and it's a beautiful letter. It is. It is. Yeah. My my biggest thing is is I don't want to jump all over this and just be like we're supporting him because we like the entertainment industry, we like these people, we like the movie that James made. It's the fact that if you know from what has happened or occurred with him, he's an honest person about it. He said his his humor was very dark and disturbing. Mm. And it is. It doesn't necessarily mean I agree. I read all those tweets that they screen captured. Mm. I went through and checked all, and they are raw. They are not, most of them I did not find funny. But again, I don't know the context behind them. And he apologized five, six years mm-hmm. ago over these already. Yeah. Well, so here's, here's. Shortly before the first Guardians came out. Okay. Right. So he wasn't even employed with Disney as far as we know, according to this story. And Disney went retro back and just said, you're gone because these guys started giving him a bunch of grief about it. I, I find that wrong. I like what Bobcat Goldthwait says. Look, I'm a comedian and I say terrible, terrible shit. You should just fire me or you should just get rid of all of my voice in all of your rides, your attractions, your movies. Because I say stuff very similar to what that guy says. That doesn't mean I promote it or I endorse it. I'm a comedian. I say jokes. I say things that make people shocked or upset, but I still do it in a way that is and, funny. And that is that. That is a point of this. or there's a, There is a side discussion in all of this to be had yeah. about where our societal boundaries are for certain types of speech. Because when we do talk about comedians i do think there is an allowance for comedians because traditionally up until the last like 10 12 years if you're a comedian you are being a comedian on a stage it's a very defined environment that we are all used to and then when that person steps off the stage they're no longer kind of in that safer zone well and this is one of the dangers and social and twitter and social media change where those boundaries are because now you're kind of your persona or who you are on stage 24 7 you, you mean and i'm not saying this to excuse anything that james gunn did because it it's disgusting but we do have to talk about or try kind of figure out how do we deal with that stuff now because the persona is not just 
on the TV special anymore. You you make a good point, Dave, but I want to point this out as well. I, I almost slightly disagree. I'm going to slightly disagree with you on this because fine. Fine. A, a comedian is a professional person who does this type of stuff, and you're right about being on the stage. However, because a lot of comedians make it to the level that they are more than just that one guy up on a stage or that one girl up on a stage making a joke that one time or that one hour, some of these people reach the, the stardom level or celebrity level that they are that personality for a long time. It's something they have to struggle with. It's something you have to deal with if you're not a comedian and any job that you do, how far do you take it? Is it something that you are publicly a part of your, your career, your job, your choice of whatever you're doing? These people, like, let's take Bobcat Goldthwait, who makes a point. If you walk up on the street, are you going to be talking to Bob and just having a beer? Or are you going to be talking about his comedy and his routine? Mm-hmm. And is he going to be funny and kind of witty back at you, kind of throwing some stuff back at you? That's that's a fine line right there. Is James Gunn a comedian? No. As far as I know, he's not. He's a director, and I don't know what he was doing before that. But... He also, I believe, had been involved with a lot of these people or were friends and has a dark sense of humor. Do I agree with what he said? No. Some of it's really sick. But again, how many of us have gone on to have friends or being in circles if we're not the funny person we've said or talked about some dark, weird shit sometimes? I, I, I agree. And that... That's we do it in the we saying, do it in the pre-show every two weeks. It does get to what I'm trying to say, which is where are those boundaries now? Because uh. it's not just oh, you're with your friends and you're you're having these little these little private asides where it's okay to kind of go out over the edge because your friends know you and they'll reel you back in if you've gone too far. Yeah, we all do this stuff without thinking now on social media, not realizing or thinking about how I think I'm just talking about it with you know my friends or my followers or the people that know me and it's there for all time for anybody to find and hold against us and that's the other more interesting part of this whole thing to me is this is the big difference to me between the James Gunn situation and the Roseanne Barr situation both of which came from Disney yeah Roseanne Barr tweeted something in the now today Mm -hmm. and paid a consequence for it and James Gunn paid a consequence for something that happened years ago yeah. before he was even employed by Disney that Disney knew about when they hired him and he previously apologized for right. and suddenly now it's not okay and the man is out of a job. Right. Well, and to go further with Roseanne Barr, Roseanne Barr did come out with apology but every time she comes out with apology then she comes out with another statement saying how yeah. she's being treated un- unfairly and how she's, she's you know, she kind of walks back the apology. Yeah. And yeah. and. It's deserved in that in that case because when you are literally being a racist yeah. versus yes. J- James Gunn pretending to not be a, a child molester or a pedophiliac or, or pedophilia or into pedophilia or whatever, you know, just making making bad jokes. There's a difference. Yeah, there There's is a clear difference between that. Yeah. Well, yeah, con- context matters. Here's the thing, context too. Matters. Well, and that's what we've lost with social media and with Twitter and Facebook and everything else. It's the context. Yeah. You know, I was reflecting back, like, one of my favorite movies is um, Blazing Saddles. Yeah. Yes. Oh, would God, we, yes. Would we ever have a. Bl- could we have Blazing Saddles in the theater in 2018? I don't know, but I think there's so much of the context of, of what was happening at during that time yeah. in the 70s 
that made that movie even funnier than than it it would have ever been any any other time. I I, I just I think you we're, we lose the context of humor when when social media is the is the vehicle, and. I just want to add too that one, what you said about the pre-show. Look, there's some stuff on this show that that I've let go in the show that I hope no one digs up on us because you know we just kind of walk right up to the line and don't cross it. But yeah. um, well, to to be fair though, there's also things in the show that we've bleeped out and yeah. we and we talk about it as a group and we go that should be removed. Yeah, you know because we realize yeah. there's a line and we realize when we go over it. Yeah. And, and, you know, we make the joke, ha ha, funny, funny, and you go back and you listen to it after the fact and you go, mm, not so funny, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Even in context, very bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So there's an article in the LA Times that one of us shared in our thread. Um, this is latimes.com. We're all bound and gagged by a new boss, social media mobs. Yes. And, uh, there's a paragraph here that I just wanted to just to highlight for y'all. Um, third from the end, riding the winds of social justice activism and the Trump resistance movement, the thought police see transgression transgression everywhere. They twist relatively innocuous comments such as Matt Damon's doomed hashtag Me Too remarks last year into high crimes that demand not just public apology but public penance. And uh, incidentally, uh, Damon vowed to, quote, get in the backseat and close my mouth for a while. They deploy terms like misogynist and transphobic as weapons against anyone with a dissenting or even slightly nuanced point of view. Um, when you have the quote-unquote fake news creating stories out there and exaggerating what's happening and maybe misrepresenting what's really happening... I mean, how how is this going to affect the way that news is reported well, moving forward? Without getting too political about this, this is what's dangerous about labeling this whole media thing as fake news. You know what? Let's all put on our big boy pants here. Let's stop with the, the Trump resistance and all that stuff. I, whether I like him or not, my problem is, is whether you're on the right side or on the left side or right down the middle, you're demonizing something that we hold dear. And you start to, you start to label it, and make it something that it's not. You're going to make a bigger divide, not just with you know, political nation, but in all aspects. Yeah, we all have to be. You know, some of us don't like the political correctness that's out there. Some of us are okay because it keeps a lot of things in check. You know, we have to be able to read that we have to be able to like decipher what is happening and and with common sense understand the difference and I, i'm sorry if this is gonna you know this is the wretched hive gets serious here for a second so i, I apologize to the fans that are wanting a lot of uh, star wars talk right now but this deals with the entertainment side of what we're, we're talking about this james gunn stuff but um we were talking about James Gunn and we were talking about Roseanne Barr, two very similar situations with with a, a different outcome. You know, like Dave was saying, Roseanne Barr happened while she was employed for a new show on that network. Yeah, James Gunn, 10 years ago, these tweets came out. Mm -hmm. Okay, we could both figure out, okay, what Roseanne Barr said, this isn't my opinion, was racist. Why do I feel that way? It's not just my opinion. 
it's obvious what she's saying. It's not, oh, she's being a comedian. She's being funny. She said something that was flat out racist. We don't say the N-word because we don't say the N-word. It's just, you just don't do that. And she feels that she doesn't have that boundary. She broke something that we should all know better not to say something like that. What she said was disgusting. That's, that's not just me. That's millions of people that feel that way. One, that are affected directly by it. Two, know better not to talk like that. Mm. So does James Gunn, I said it before when we were having this discussion, I find his humor sick and twisted and not my type of humor. But for some reason, he wrote that stuff 10 years ago and apologized for it and said that was where I was at at that point in my life and I've grown and changed. The difference that I think, I, yeah, go ahead, sorry. I Jeff. was going to say, and that's that's the great part in all of this that is starting to get talked about. Yeah. He was at a point in his life, in his world, where that's where he felt like it's what I need to do. This is what This is what is right. Yeah. This is what feels right for me. And now, by all accounts, everything he does and says and lives, it's like I, I was wrong to do that. I have grown beyond it, and I have moved past it. Yeah. And Disney taking the actions that they did teaches a lesson that you can never grow or move beyond the mistakes in your life, which is just dead wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so antithetical to any of the life lessons that Disney, this happy company is supposed to be teaching us and that's what I still have a hard time processing and working through he didn't do anything that deserved being fired from his job right he just didn't and that mob mentality we have to rely on the corporations the big employers to stand up for what actually is right and wrong because there is a lot of stuff that's getting shaken out in society right now. Yeah. With particularly with the Me Too movement, where a lot of past wrongs are being redressed. But mm-hmm. by the same token, people can't be judged guilty in the court of public opinion without even some kind of a trial when their employment is at stake. I look at what's happening right now with the Les Monroe situation at CBS and the Urban Meyer situation at Ohio State, both of whom have been accused of either appalling actions or just absolutely derelict decisions uh, and judgment on overlooking things. And these guys still have jobs right now while investigations are ongoing. They are, Urban Meyer's on a paid administrative leave, doesn't have any contact with anybody. Monrovis is still in his position while the investigation is happening, and that still feels fair to me, as opposed to what happened with James Gunn, who isn't even accused of actually doing anything except having poor taste. Right. Not poor judgment, not possibly committing a crime, just having poor taste. Right. And that poor taste was 10 years ago. That that That's terrifying to me. And that's, right. a, that's one of the things that you kind of brought up, Dave, is the fact that a corporation wouldn't see that or wouldn't even take the time to analyze that and make a better judgment call. You know, it's not a retaliation. We did this with Roseanne, so we're going to do this with James Gunn, which kind of got brought up in the in the media. The fact that those two really don't have a similar situation. She was employed and made racist comments. He was not employed by them and did this 10 years ago and apologized and explained himself and, and said, I've moved on. And it's, it's clear. Follow his Twitter feed. 
Look at what's going yeah. on with how he talks nowadays. It's different. So I did yeah, I, I did read an article, by the way, two articles that suggested that possibly Disney was reconsidering rehiring him. I, I, I have I have read those two and I, I don't think those are just rumors. Okay. Well, nothing's been confirmed that I can see. I didn't see anything with from a, a good source saying that they were meeting or anything, but there's been a couple of rumors out there. Yeah. And well, the, the, the biggest thing on that is they haven't announced anything about the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 movie, which right. probably has to start shooting in the next five months. Yeah. yeah. Here's, here's what's – and let me add something else that's a little terrifying to, about this. You take a situation like Roseanne, and I think that first episode that aired was really popular. It, mm-hmm. it had some high ratings. But after she made that statement, those ratings dropped drastically. She divided a fan base. A lot of people wanted to see what was going on, but she kind of was doing that on her own. And then it just it was episode after episode. I, I don't know how many, three, four well, It episodes. was a hugely, hugely watched show. But they, it, it dropped drastically within like mm. – episode two episode three so it was already being divisive here's a situation where a guy that said something years before he was employed with the company came in and made again this Mm -hmm. is now it's money talking for disney 1.5 billion dollars on two films that didn't stop them from firing him that's a lot of money And, and by the way if he actually did any of those things or there was any evidence that he did any of those things, right. then absolutely. Disney is would be doing the right thing. Yeah, fire his ass. But yeah, but as Greg said, there's a very big difference between, you know, in Roseanne's case being a racist and in James Gunn's case, uh, trying to be a character that is just repulsive. Yeah. Right. There's a very, very big difference. You know, it's like it does remind me a lot more of when Bill Maher was a host of Politically Incorrect uh, back on ABC. Yeah. And he made the comment shortly after September 11th. Uh, it was a understandably controversial comment, but he said something to the effect of how, you know, suicide bombers have, display a certain type of commitment to the cause that, you know, an American fighter pilot doesn't show. Because, and he was trying to comment on the, the distance removed that an American fighter pilot has dropping a bomb versus a suicide bomber actually delivering it. But he got he got rode off the air within a week of making that comment. Yeah. But again, you had a case of, one, it was very bad timing to make that comment in the week right after September 11th. And two, that was one of the few times where I saw something where a comedian was kind of in the the safe space, you know, that I talked about earlier, the known space where, oh, they can stretch the boundaries and limits, and it, it didn't work. It didn't offer him that protection. No. And, and now he's on HBO where he does have that protection. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think you're right, and with that situation, timing is everything. I mean, right after September yeah. 11th. You know. Yeah, no, that was, that was a, a yeah. horrible, horrible judgment on when to say something like that. Right, right. Well, we're going to be watching this, and uh, you know what occurred to me as we were talking as well is that you know Disney has a lot of power, obviously, in the position that they're in. They own uh, news outlets. I I hope that there are people at Disney that can see through this and slow down and reconsider, because I think if if a company like Disney who also runs ESPN ABC, outlets that that have journalistic integrity, 
and they're able to control, uh, rather be controlled in this way, um, it's concerning. It's concerning to me in terms of turning around news stories and and how they're being reported. I'm 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 concerned about this. But we're gonna watch this, and I hate to bring us down like that, but it had to be addressed. Um, we had to talk about James Gunn, and uh, we'll we'll keep our eye on this one. You know, we, we've been having a lot of these serious moments on the show over the last two, three months. Is this going to be an ongoing thing, or can can we reel this back into some fun, upbeat? Uh, I think Greg s- can stories. Can he? It's the Star Wars tweet of the week. Yeah! Really curious because everybody knows that twitter is a source of endless positivity you're gravely mistaken come to your senses well uh there are a few twitter accounts that are kind of funny sometimes (laughs) (laughs) greg save us what do you got for us this week oh man you're putting so much pressure on me right now i don't know if i can handle it so what did i look at of course i looked at the stories of the day i'm going to donald trump's twitter account all right awesome wow no i'm not actually i'm going to to our favorite death star pr everybody just from earlier today august the first we have this is a terrible situation and Darth Vader should stop with the rigged Sith hunt right now before it continues to stain our galaxy any further. Mace Windu is totally conflicted, and his 17 angry Jedi Masters that are doing his dirty work are a disgrace to the Empire. <laughs> Topical yep. as today's news, everybody. Well done, sir. Well done. <laughs> me, I have a question for you, sir. Do you know what the 29th video played on the first day of MTV? The 29th video. Do you know what it was? Uh, it was In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins. No, sir. Best song ever. Jerry Rafferty and Baker Street. No. Oh. Are you serious? I love it. Bring it back, sir. Oh, Jerry Rafferty. Jerry Rafferty could not leave us alone last time. Last episode. My God. If you haven't heard episode 66, Jerry Rafferty, Baker Street, big part of that episode. You know what I'm going to have to do for the next episode? Just for Scott, I'm going to have to dig out, and this is true, my Foo Fighters cover of Baker Street. What? <laughs> Milk Toast Band. Okay, so here's another here's another MTV trivia question. No. What was the second Buggles video that was played by MTV? There was a second one? Oh my god. There is a second one. <laughs> oh my god. They had a second song? I know, right? Wow. I don't know. Uh, you stumped oh. us. What is it? What was it? It is Living in the Plastic Age. Oh! I think that was the name of their album, wasn't it? Wasn't that the name of their album also? I mean, it could the title track, but I think that was the name of the album. Huh. Possible. Nobody knows. Well, if you have ever left, uh, have ever lived in the Plastic Age, give us a call. Tell us all about it on the Wretched Hive Hotline. That's 562-455-4483. That's 562-455-HIVE. That's H-I-B-E in case you can't spell Hive. Download our app in the App Store, will you? The Wretched app. 100% free on the Apple App Store. Search Wretched or the Wretched app. You'll find it. 
Find us online at thewretchedhive.net on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Wretched Hive Podcast. Check out our Instagram. Yes. The Wretched Hive 77. Guys, final thoughts on episode 67. I will be stoked when they hire back James Gunn for Guardians 3. Are you going or... out right now? You're predicting that's going to happen? Uh, it better happen, or else I won't go see Guardians 3. All right. Woo, protest. All right, you heard it here, folks. Have a great couple of weeks, and may the Force be with us all. I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes. <laughs>